No, no, no. We want to know. We want to know more. Okay, so episode one. Cody stepped called... away. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did put more hot water in my glass. I was about to say, are you pouring yourself another dryish beer? This week we discuss our first homebrews of 2021. This is episode 44 of the Malting Hour. What's the half sound the hops guy yeast and speech? This the Malting Hour where we talk about our drink and tell you what we think every other week. And if we get drunk, well, we might slur our speech. Got the gift of gab, the friends you wish you had. Join us for a drink, join us for a laugh. Time is never wasted, where you getting wasted? The Malting Hour here, people, people take your places. Welcome to the Malting Hour. Okay. You want, hey, does somebody else want to say welcome to the Malting Hour this time? Welcome to Malting Hour, where we malt. I see it's not as good as you. <laughs> welcome to the Malting Hour. We are here. Uh, we're, we're, coming, we're coming to a close on dry January, uh, which, you know, um, it, for Clark has been dryish. And for me it ended up being a little dryish as well um but uh here we are uh this is going to be a different type of episode where we're doing a a a shorter episode actually first off my name's tony golick once one of the the hosts uh joined always with brandon winninger and sometimes clark fetridge welcome guys how are you guys doing i feel like that should be a song Tony and Brandon, and sometimes Clark. Living Ooh. in the 90s, even though it's the 80s. Mm. I think that's a project for 2021. Well, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to, to Mike, who already does our, our theme song. Maybe we can get him to do a little oh, bit. My, well, hey, my sister's uh, fiance wanted to do something. I'm like, hey, here you go. <laughs> you think that's what he had in mind to do a little yeah. jingle? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, Clark, Clark maybe you should just do it. I mean, you, you, you already kind of had it right there. Yeah, well, yeah, right. I'll I'll, I'll get working on it. Well, it's it's kind of based off of a sitcom idea, mm, where these nice. people, like three people specifically, Tony, mm, Brandon, yeah. and Clark, are living in the '90s, but it's really the '80s, and that's like the whole story. You know, it's kind of silly. You know, I'd watch that show. Yeah, I'd watch that show in a heartbeat. I don't really think I understand the premise and how it actually works. Well, there's but there's I'd a w- couple different ways we can go. Is this like Wandavision? Kinda. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, let him keep talking. Let him keep talking. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Yeah, keep, keep, keep okay. Going, so Clark. it's set in this town called Wallabyville, and again, <laughs> they're living in the '90s, but it's really the '80s. So you know, hilarity ensues. Is that enough? No, no, no. We want to. More. We want to know more. Okay. So episode one. Cody stepped called... away. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did put more hot water in my glass. I was about to say, are you pouring yourself another dryish beer? <laughs> it is a very dryish beer. Uh, it's my hop water, which all three of us are drinking, correct? Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of it overall? Honestly, like, I like anything... it better than I, I, I got a four pack of the Lagunitas a week or two ago. And I, I don't know if it's because my smell and taste are coming back more and more, but I like this better than that, to be honest. Oh, thank you. Um, you, sorry, I, I actually had to step away for it. <laughs> Are we actually recording an episode right now? <laughs> what you missed was NBC just called, and they've we've got a pilot. We're on our goes. way. Yeah, we got a huge budget too. It's going to be. We're going to call it not Seinfeld. Perfect. No, like Tony it. was asking about his hop water, and I said I think it's better than Lagunitas. Oh, very nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, you know what? I like this bottle. So this is the second one. I drink the first one. I like this one more than I did the first one. Hmm. Better carbonation or you just in general, you just liked it more. I don't know. Maybe because like um, I haven't really eaten anything in a while. So I think last time I had, you know, I was like it's been a couple of days. I had this. I had this with dinner. Like, oh, OK, um, I feel like the flavor is a lot better than it. Right. Um, than I noticed before. So I enjoy it even more than I did. So. Oh, well, thank you very much. Those are both uh, uh, both of you have very kind words for this. I'm I, I literally have nonstop drinking this hop water. Like it's I come home and I I'm just constantly drinking it. I'm I'm probably halfway through the five gallon keg to be honest. Why not? So. Will you remind everyone out there and myself what's in it and how how you went about? Sure. Yeah. So actually, so this is a little different from when I when I did the one gallon uh, test batch. Uh, I didn't. Um, I didn't boil the water. I didn't filter the water. I just used tap water from my upstairs sink. Uh, five full gallons, put it in my mash and boil, got it up to 170, added. Uh, so the, the recipe that I was following says two grams per gallon of hops. So I ended up adding 10, gall- oh, 10, 10 gallons, 10 grams of centennial hops to steep for 30 minutes at 170 degrees. I also poured in some lemon juice, which next time I think I need to, you know, right. measure because I just dumped some in there to be like, okay, let's get the pH down. But I feel like that lemon also really helps bring out the citrusness, uh, citrusness of the hops as well. So it's it's kind of a nice um, <clears throat> like balance or accent, I should say, uh, to the hops. And then that's it. I, I cooled it down, threw it in my keg, and carved that puppy. That's it. It's it's super easy, super easy to make. I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, I need to go to a homebrew shop tomorrow, my local homebrew shop, to get some hot bags for the stout, uh, my one gallon stout, because I need to add the oak chips uh, this week. Um, but I'm gonna, gr- I think I'm gonna grab uh, an ounce or two of some other hops to play around with with this beer or with this uh, water. Very cool. Speaking of beer, um, this episode we're gonna discuss this. Kind of, I guess we can consider this almost like part one. Of, uh, of what we're doing, because uh, as we said on our last full episode that this, you know, this year we were talking about what beers we were going to brew, what we we're looking forward to in 2021, we all ended up brewing, which we didn't really plan, did we? I don't think so. No, no. I think it just kind of worked out that way. Not within yeah. a day of each other, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Clark and I brewed last Sunday and Brandon, you brewed on Monday, correct? Correct. So we're going to talk about... Uh, it's probably be a shorter episode. Uh, we're going to talk about the beers that we brewed. And then the following episode will be us discussing the beers because, well, except for maybe Brandon's was, you'll find out why uh, his beer probably will not be ready, but at least we'll have uh, two beers that we can drink and it'll be, you know, the end of dry January for us. Almost. It's it, this doesn't really make it dryish January for you, Brandon, because you're only having, uh, uh, two beers before you're done with dry January in February. Correct. Yeah. So I have not broken dry January. I have, um, I, but I, I, I only, I did it twice, which I'm okay with. And well, I lost 14 pounds. Yeah. Whoa, dude. Congratulations. I've dropped yeah. eight. I've dropped eight pounds. Yeah. And you know what? It, it's, I don't attribute that. Well, probably not drinking helps, but, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I've done, I got back to like kind of tracking the stuff that I'm eating. Um, we were doing Noom before and I got back on that. So that's been helpful. 
Yeah, so, I started yeah. I started doing the the same just uh watching the calories of everything that I yeah. eat <laughs> and realizing, oh, okay, maybe I don't need to eat that much. But this isn't the waiting hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the malting hour. Um so Clark, do you want to talk about well actually Brandon, why don't we talk about what beer you did first yeah. and why you did it? <clears throat> so um I was I've been wanting to do a Belgian triple for a while. Um, it's just been something that, you know, I love Belgian triples and, um, I had a couple Belgian beers in December reminded me how much I loved Belgian beers. So, um, I actually was just kind of looking up like, you know, traditional styles for the spring. And it's, I laughed cause some sites like, Oh, Belgian triples. I'm like, what in the spring? I was like, I guess. So <laughs> I mentioned it to Tony and Tony was like, why don't you try brewing the, uh, the pedestrian, uh, Belgian triple that he had done. Did you do that last year or two years ago? Two years ago. I think that that was the uh, very, uh, that was like, we talked about doing that on episode one when it was still the two twelve round table. Yes. Yeah. So I remember you doing that. I had it. It was good. And so you sent me the recipe and I spent like a day or so kind of playing around with it. Um, and I did a lot of reading just to kind of see what other people use in their Belgian triples. So I made, um, some changes. So it's a different beer. So same base recipe, but I, I added some stuff. I changed the hops. Um, I changed the sugar. So you had used just table sugar, uh, in there and I had actually switched it out with, um, uh, kind of an Amber, uh, Belgian candied syrup. So tried that. Uh, also did, uh, I added some carapils in there. Uh, because I read a lot that if you don't use it in Belgian triples, uh, you don't get as uh, a good of a head mm. that you would on uh, a triple. So um, I was like, all right, well, I want a little bit of a head on there. So I threw <laughs> just it's literally like eight ounces in there. So I kind of broke up the hops. And um, this was kind of like my first time, you know, really playing around with the numbers and the grain and like trying to kind of maintain the um, the same original gravity keep it dialed into the, um, the same, um, ABV. So it came in at about 9.6, which is what yours came in at. So that's what I was aiming at. Uh, your original OG was, uh, 1.085. Um, my, I, I was a little shy. Yeah. No, no, yours was, sorry. Yours was 1.081. Mm. Uh, mine was 1.085. Correct. And then I came in at, I think, 1.082. Um, I let it sit there for a while. I started looking at it. It was closer to 1.083. So um, did really well on that. Um, I freaked out a little bit when I pitched. The, so this was my first time ever using um, a wet yeast. Mm -hmm. So and I had the use the White Labs uh, yeast. right? Yeah, the White Labs WLP 500. Uh, it is their Trappist Ale yeast that claims to have come from a Belgian monastery. Ooh. So I thought that would uh, lend some nice flavors to the beer as well. Um, but again, like first time I pitched that, threw that in there and didn't really do anything. And I like it was 24 hours. And I, I remember messaging Tony. I'm like, uh, fuck this wet yeast, man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> this, this is not doing anything. And I had the room. I had So I had the temperature in my room set to like 68. Um, so I have it. I literally, when I ferment, I keep... Um, I keep everything in my office and I have a space heater in here that's temperature controlled. Um, I have all everything else kind of closed off. So the, the house, um, the, the heating from our uh, central heat doesn't come in here. So 
it was nice and cool 68 degrees because I was kind of reading that you can do it in stages you know start at 68 it'll start to ferment and then you know kind of gradually increase the temperature so that was my plan didn't do anything I upped it to like 72 degrees uh, when it wasn't doing anything and the next day it just was like it was going nuts so I left it on 72 for uh, about a day still going nuts upped it to 74 Ooh. still going nuts for yeah. a day up to 76 in here and it's still going. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the change in temperature will bring out, uh, <clears throat> different flavors, uh, from the yeast. So that's going to be, that's, I think it's really cool that you're taking this recipe and, and making it your own. And, and I actually, I wanted to backtrack when you said you had tried the beer, I actually gave you the rest of that keg and you had it on tap at your house for a little bit. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, this is, uh, I'm excited. I to, still have that keg here too. I think actually. Yeah, you do. I'm going to need that back one day. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. We have your other kegs. <laughs> Actually, we have all your kegs. I have all yeah. your kegs. Um, now I'm I'm excited to try this, and and the reason why we said we're not going to be probably not going to drink your beer is that it's still bubbling away, right? Yeah, it's got. I mean, it's not going anywhere near as crazy as it was before. But I'm getting a solid like three or four bubbles every like five to ten seconds. So yeah, it's... yeah, you're better off just letting it sit for a whole another week. Uh, let yeah, the... I'm gonna do it until it, until it dies, and then so my plan is literally let it go until it stops, and then maybe give it another week to just sit. Yeah, and then I'm gonna transfer it, um, put it, you know, gonna keg it right away, and then just put it in the fridge, and then just let it sit there until, you know closer towards the end of February and then I'm going to we'll pop it on and see what it tastes like. Cool. That's exciting, man. I'm yeah, I'm, I, I'm looking I, forward to it. I even remember when I did a Belgian triple a while ago, a number of years ago, even after I kegged it, it still needed a good couple of weeks or a month or so until it really kind of turned into what I wanted it to be. So as you're saying, it could be a little while. Yeah, I yeah. I feel like I learned with the stout that we did, Brandon, that you know, there's certain beers that I I like to just get to and that's why i've been using the kvike yeast like i just want to i want to drink it right away um i'm i'm learning that you know <clears throat> patience is uh our best friend here when it comes to these beers i mean the one gallon uh stout uh that i did of our recipe is still sitting there like i said i'm adding the oak chips i'm gonna keg it i think next weekend so for the following weekend which is super bowl weekend super bowl tony coming at you um, for my birthday, that's when I'm going to put it, uh, on tap and give it a try. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I did that with this beer as well. The one that I brewed kind of letting it sit. I mean, granted, I'm going to, we're going to burst carbonate it. Um, but I'm, I'm nowhere. I mean, I could have seeing this beer, it was done fermenting or I didn't not, well, not necessarily done fermenting, but it was done bubbling in the airlock. I want to say Wednesday uh like there was no more action in it so um yeah i'm i'm looking i'm going to i'm going to let this sit for the rest uh probably until about wednesday and then wednesday or thursday then carve it up so we can drink it for the weekend speaking of uh beer sitting around don't we still have like 10 gallons of that barrel a soul soul survivor <laughs> yeah about, it's it's in my keezer and i got to be honest i tried it recently it is not good. <laughs> uh. it, it just that. And like, I'm, I know we talked about bottling it uh, with Mike. And if everybody, I mean, if you guys want to try it and see if you like it, cool. If not, it's been, it, it's been sitting around for so long and it's been using up kegs that could be used by Mike or myself. Thanks Mike. Mm -hmm. um, that I'm like, I just, I want to do something with it. And I, I, it's, it's not good. It's just, it, it, unfortunately, like it just sucks that, it went from being so good 
out of the barrel to when we kegged it tasting just not good. Like it, it was just like maybe a week too long in that barrel and it just got that like nail polish remover taste to it, unfortunately. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like my uh, barrel aged stout that I did. Like, I remember that started. I, I still have a couple bottles, so why don't we pour some of yours and I'll bring a couple bottles and we can taste that. Was side by side. Actually, we yeah. should do that. We really why should not? do that. Yeah. We can talk about some off flavors for barrel aged beers. There you go. <laughs> um. So, Clark, why don't you? Oh, Brandon, are you sorry? I I know I, I cut you off. I don't know if you have anything else more to say about your triple. I know that. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um. You know, we're going to let it sit and then we'll see what it tastes like. We can um, maybe that one could be an after the final pour or something like that. Cool. Or we can just, you know, talk about it on another episode when we're brewing beer. Yeah. Uh, Clark, what did uh, what did you throw down on? Well, on our last episode, I believe that was the last episode. I spoke about how I want to go back to some of my old time favorites. Some of the, I guess you can say more basic uh, beers I've brewed in the past instead of doing juicy high ABV, you know double dry hopped and specialty <laughs> beers, pumpkin yeah. with 69 different spices. <laughs> uh, so I opted for my fudgy dust, which is basically just a zombie dust clone. There's not yeah. nothing too exciting about it, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to need something on that's it's got some hop, a little bitter, and that uh, more than just myself will, will want to pour some. So that's how I got there. Um, it's all Citra, as I'm sure many of you know, just mm. a lot of Citra. I did do. I did only do a two and a half gallon batch, so everything was chopped in half. Which for myself, mm. I'm starting to enjoy these two and a half gallon batches because it's just enough and it doesn't sit there for months on end. And then I can move on. Well, especially it. with an IPA, you don't. You know, it's it, exactly the longer it sits there. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I went down to uh, another shout out to Gnome Brew, put my order in online, and went by another forty five minutes later and picked it up. It's pretty darn easy, as I know you guys use them a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's the Gnome Brew is is great. Their their whole setup and and an easy pickup, and when it's ready, it's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah, what's crazy? Like when I did my order, um, I picked it up on the Saturday before I brewed, and I didn't actually put the order in. I finally I submitted it like they open at eleven, and I submitted it at like ten forty five in the morning, and then like it was like right at eleven, like. So Dave, who runs Gnome Brew, he like he's a one man show there, goes in, got a confirmation that my order was received like 10 minutes later. It's like your order's filled. I'm like, all right, ready to roll. Yeah, Yeah, they're pretty, pretty awesome with that. Yeah. And otherwise, recipe wise, not a whole lot to it. I mean, obviously a lot of two row, little Munich, Caramel 60 and uh, Melanoidin, I think is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And about four ounces of citra go into it. I dry hopped one ounce uh, yesterday, so I'll let that sit for a few more days. And yeast wise, just went with a White Labs English ale. So, ooh, interesting. And yeah. a little more fruity, fruitier characteristic from yeah. There. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, I haven't I'm brewed excited. it probably. In, yeah, I don't think I've brewed it in four or five years. So I'm hoping. No, I- it's been a really long time, and I think the only time or last time I had it was your son's birthday. Yeah, and that was a while ago. So hopefully I learned a few things since then, and we'll find out soon. Yeah, I'm sure your process and how you do things is is definitely changed. And didn't you uh, use a hydrometer yes. this Well, time? the exciting news is I texted you <laughs> right after the, that event. 
that uh, hydrometer machine that you guys always talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So I remembered <laughs> and I measured it and uh, I'm pretty close. So uh, we'll find out uh, if I remember to use it for the final gravity so I can get an actual ABV, which will probably be the first beer in two years that I'll know the exact ABV. <laughs> <laughs> this is very exciting. Yeah, it's a big, I mean, it's a big accomplishment for you and a, and a big deal for the show. Yeah, or, just, we'll or the beer's going to be awful and I'm going to be like, you know, I just shouldn't use that stupid, stupid tool. <laughs> you know what's funny though? Like I, now they're thinking back, like when I when I first started homebrewing, um, and I, I did a couple extract batches, I don't think I ever checked the gravity. I don't remember if I did. Like, I, I think Mike and I were have always been very uh, anal about it. Like we wanted to know how close we got to, like when we first started brewing together, like how close we were to the recipes that we're using. We wanted to know the ABV. Um, yeah. you know, we, and we never, we never really did anything simple, I think until we did, uh, a cream ale in our, or no, I take that back. We did our, our pale ale was pretty simple. We wanted to make sure that we were hitting our numbers on that. So, and, and Mike's got multiple different, uh, hydrometers, ones where you can like, oh, yeah, like three different sizes where you can get real close or uh, get incredibly accurate readings from it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I used to be pretty good about it. And then and then I do remember, and I think Tony, you helped me with this. For a couple batches, like two or three uh, batches I brewed, I think there were different beers. The OG was like way off. And I'm going, what am I doing brew-wise that I'm, it's throwing this, these numbers off? And then I think you came over, you're like, oh, maybe the hydrometer's broken. And I can't remember what you told me, but you like you had me submerged in water or something. Oh yeah, to see if it was uh, if it because it should read like, like zero. zero or something. Or yeah, one, and then it was way off. So I'm like, ah, it's not me. It's the hydrometer. So that <laughs> fueled my hate for hydrometers for a number of years. <laughs> and ever since then, I've hated those. Son yeah, of but I'm back, baby. <laughs> Well, I'm looking. I'm I'm also very much uh, so looking forward to that. Just because I, I I was thinking about it when you told me you brewed that, I remembered it was. I mean, you know, with it being called Fudgy Dust, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, it's a Zombie Dust clone. And then I started thinking, man, I gotta do. Um, I want to do a, like a West Coast IPA uh, this year. Right. And then I was reminded, and I looked at the recipe, and I'm uh, still need to bring it over to. Um, the, the mash and boil set up in Beersmith to uh, make sure all my, you know, all the ingredients are correct. Uh, I'm going to do the bow down to Bobbington IPA that we, Oh uh, yes. That you and I brewed together because I lost uh, in fantasy football. And that's uh, right. Yeah. Well, the, the Indiana yeah. pale ale is we. Is <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bow down to Bobbington, Indiana pale ale. <laughs> uh coming all the way from munster oh that one's been a um, while yeah so, yeah so i'm i'm looking yeah i was looking at that recipe that's a lot of citra amarillo and i think simcoe so three different hops and yeah i think i think i'm gonna do that this year maybe in the, the okay well you know. let me i don't mean to interrupt you but i i searched no, it on, untapped just to you know see what <laughs> it looks like the last time oh that's quite a label too maybe we'll have to break some of those out again uh 2000 yeah, 14, I think, was the first time we brewed it. And it looks like we did it again the next year. You did it again. Yeah. Uh, in 15. Now, again, for all of you that don't know, this is out of uh, Dick Duran's Ale House. 
yeah that's that's my that's yeah that's our that's our private joint brewery when we brew together we're looking to open a location but the what i'm trying to get to is (laughs) there's a bunch of check-ins between the two of us and then february of 2018 someone named diana b said they were drinking Mm. about down to bobbington by dick Duran's alehouse so i apparently it's out there and it's available. <laughs> oh, did we open up the brewery and I not know about it yet? Guess so I'm going to take a look at Deanna here, Deanna B. <laughs> they drink a lot of beers, so apparently they got their hands on a bow down to bottom. <laughs> wow, aged, of course. I and mean, they, of- and it says they drank it from a bottle. They specify. Which <laughs> did you like leave these out on the lawn or something? For <laughs> yeah, and someone found it years three years later, after. Yeah. Like- yeah, and the hops, what, did they rate it at all? They gave it three, 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 so hey. You well, know. the hops have faded, so yeah. it makes so sense. Three is pretty good for a three-year-old IPA. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I love those things on Untapped. Yeah, when, when Mike and I had a couple of beers that we did uh, together, we would get random check-ins. And I, I remember going on there and I go, hey, thanks for the check-in. There's no way you drank this because it's my homebrew. <laughs> right. Well, I'll send a message oh, yeah. out to Deanna B and see. The- I'd be like, hey, where, where did you get this? Just out of curiosity. Or, or I'll just respond, thanks for drinking. <laughs> <laughs> or, thanks for idea. finding Thanks for finding us. <laughs> Is that how? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah. <laughs> thanks for finding us. Right. Oh, God. Anyway. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt uh, the bow down about. We'll send her a fresh bottle this time. Maybe we'll get a higher rating. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that sometime this uh, this year. Um, but uh, for the beer that I did, it was I, the the first beer that I had to break dry, dry January was uh, I ended up drinking Freedom of Expression, I believe. Um, you gave it to me, Clark, which is the blueberry and ginger sour beer from revolution and i had that on my wife's birthday because she was going to drink champagne she's like do you want some champagne i said nope but i am going to drink a beer for your birthday and i figured uh you know taller can because it's 16 ounce can and not uh not incredibly high in abv i think it's like four and a half percent possibly i could be wrong about that but i don't remember it being uh super boozy um it was delicious, and I remember last year is when I started doing my sour experiments uh, with kettle souring, and I also did like a sour apple cranberry cider last year as well. Mm. I just popped up in my um, uh, memories on Facebook, and I really want to do that again. I think I might do that again because that was just really tasty and refreshing. So I wanted to make something refreshing. And right before I started dry January, I had off colors beer for tacos. And that is, I believe it's all, I believe that is a lime goza. Um, and so uh, that's what I did. I, this is the first time I'm, I'm doing a, a goza. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I was looking online on what's the best way to, so I'm making a lime goza. I'm, I, I was looking on, online to the best way to add uh, the lime flavor, a lot of it was adding, um, you know, some uh, peel or the zest from limes at the end of the boil. So I did that. And then when it comes time to um, kegging it, I'm actually going to add about five ounces of lime juice. And I'm also going to add some sea salt to get the the saltiness that comes with the goza. So the way I'm describing this beer to people is like, imagine a carbonated melted margarita. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. It's 
Yeah, it, and it's it's going to be at about uh, probably about five to five and a half percent, depending on where I finish. And I I saw a lot of people use different types of hops for this, and I wanted to find something um, that w- w- would kind of complement the lime in there. So I ended up going with uh, Motuika because I've seen some of the descriptors of it was was lemon and lime uh, when that hops used, and I think yeah, I used a full. Because a goza isn't very bitter, uh, so I used one ounce that only was in the boil for eight minutes. Uh, when there was eight minutes left of the boil, that's when I added it uh, to the beer. So, yeah, it's just it's basically fifty percent wheat, fifty percent uh, or white wheat, and fifty percent um, pale malt, uh, and then I added a pound of acidulated malt as well. So, yeah, I'm like I said, it's the first time I've done it. So I'm hoping that it meets my expectations of a Goza, uh, especially with the lime and salt in there. I think it'll be a nice, uh, refreshing beer to have on tap, um, you know, to want to come home and want to have a beer. <clears throat> and did you know that? Uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was kind of going back to the Motuika hops. I was like, I wonder how that would play out in some hop water. Hmm. hmm. Good thinking. Maybe I'll try that. Well, that's your next go around. Yeah. And what did you name this? Well, I mean, lemon lime. So, you know, got that. Yeah. And the name on this, Tony, did you mention that? Oh, yeah. No, uh, it is I Sat by the Ocean. Uh, oh. it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, ocean, salty, lime. Uh, it's also the second beer that I've named after uh, a Queens of the Stone Age song. Uh, I have a couple of beers that I name after or that songs uh, are named after songs. And this happens to be another Queens of the Stone Age one because I'm a big fan of them. And I love that song. So I'm just going to listen to that song on repeat while I keg it and then while I drink it. And I encourage you guys to do the same when you get it from me. That song should be playing on repeat while it's fermenting. So That's a good idea. Oh, I, I should have put the headphones on my fermenter. Yeah, it's like a baby in a stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's where they're yeah, grown they in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old stomach grown old baby. baby in a stomach trick. Yeah. Uh, isn't that how they do the, the Metallica whiskey? They play like Metallica music like in the cellar. I think literally. so, yeah. <laughs> it makes I'll do that. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about that one. And like I said, I, I, I for the yeast, all I did was use um, I used USO5 uh, Safale uh, American uh, dry yeast. Because I just want to do, fashion. yeah. So um, yeah, that's about it. So um, all three of these beers sound pretty exciting. Um, it's funny that it all worked out the way that it did because, as Brandon and I were discussing uh, in a separate uh, text, because you know there are times we don't include you in a text, Clark. Sorry, this is breaking news for you and the audience. <laughs> quite all, quite all right. We <laughs> we uh, we were running out of ideas to do during dry January <laughs> because when you have a beer podcast and you're not drinking, it leaves very little to do to actually talk about. So it worked out that we all ended up brewing beers uh, around the same time. Although, Brandon, you know, we're going to wait on yours. Yes. Well, um, you guys got anything else you want to throw out there? No, sir. I think we, we did a good job of covering it. Um, I do, I do. I will say the next thing that I am probably going to do is I'm going to start trying a, a one-gallon batch. And what I want to start with is you sent me a recipe for um, the, the hard water. Yeah. I want to cut that down, and I'm going to try and do a gallon of that. 
Yeah, that would be awesome because there's and do some some research on that because you need like yeast nutrient and shit like that to to. It's hard for the yeast to eat those sugars. Uh, that's why yeah. hard seltzer is hard to do. But yeah, please, man, I hope that works out because uh, yeah, that works out because I I want to do. I saw the coffee in there. I was like, the hard coffee sounds awesome. Like I would definitely. Ooh. Do that. Yeah, that does sound pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know what I have planned next as far as the next beer. I was, I was thinking the Bobby, Bobby Bobbington, but we'll see how this goes. It goes and maybe I'll do another sour because I, I, I feel like at the beginning of the year after doing all of those drinking, all of those, uh, big barrel aged beers that, you know, are just now sitting in our fridge, uh, cause we didn't drink them all. Thank God. <laughs> I, I'm, I want something a little lighter and, and, and fruitier. I'd also like to go back and uh, I, I've been trying to perfect a pale ale recipe for a, a while now. I have so many different versions of it that I don't even remember. I have notes on them and everything. I, I'd like to have a solid pale ale recipe that uh, is a kind of a go-to. So I might work on that again, maybe do a gallon batch as well. I guess that's it. This is, this is a short show. I like it. And a pleasure. We did it. We did it. We kept it at about a half hour. I'm proud of all of us. Yeah, and we got to everything we wanted to get to. So we did. We did. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Brandon, I love you, man. Love you too, brother. Clark, you're all right. You're all right, in my book. And I appreciate <laughs> you both. <laughs> Until next Thanks, time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This has been The Malting Hour. Be sure to follow us on all social media by searching The Malting Hour and at themaltinghour.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms individually. Brandon can be found on Instagram as bmdub81, on Twitter, bdub81, on untapped, bdubdrinksbeer. Tony can be found on Instagram and untapped under Chicago. on Twitter, Chicago. Clark can be found as Clarkowski on all three. Be sure to subscribe, like, and rate the show on your preferred podcast listening platform. Until next time, cheers from all of us at the Malting Hour. Thank you.